Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and the clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Today, I'm joined by Sean Mitchell from our product management team. Today, we're going to be talking about a new assay. Sean, welcome. Thanks for the introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today, we will be discussing West Nile virus PCR testing at Mayo Clinic Laboratories. But before we get started, Dr. Pritt, could you provide our listeners with a little bit about you and your background? Sure, Sean, I'd be happy to. I'm a professor of laboratory medicine and pathology here at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. I'm board certified in anatomic and clinical pathology, and I also hold subspecialty boards in medical microbiology. And I co-direct our vector-borne diseases laboratory services, along with my colleague, Dr. Ellie Thiel. So the two of us work together to provide the best testing and expanded testing options we can for vector-borne diseases. That includes West Nile virus. I currently serve as the chair for the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Thanks for being with us today. Can you provide a brief overview and intended use of this testing? Sure. This test, the West Nile virus PCR, detects the nucleic acid, specifically the RNA of West Nile virus. Now, this is a flavivirus. It causes a potentially serious viral infection, and it is found throughout many parts of the world, including North America, Africa, and Europe. And so the new assay we are bringing in replaces our previous assay. Our new assay is improved in many ways, First, it detects both lineages of West Nile virus. So that's West Nile virus lineage one and two. And the test is to be used for detection of West Nile virus infection early on in disease, ideally when patients are presenting in the first three to five days of infection. It's designed to be used in conjunction with serologic testing, which is the gold standard for diagnosis of West Nile virus infection. So it's an ancillary test, but an important test, especially in that early window. So using PCR with serology allows for detection early on before antibodies are detectable. It can also be quite useful in profoundly immunocompromised hosts who may not be producing detectable levels of antibodies. And finally, it's useful for confirming a diagnosis in patients when you have a positive West Nile virus serologic test, because unfortunately, the West Nile virus serology isn't always completely specific. We know that there's a lot of cross-reactivity between West Nile virus, the antibodies that the host forms to that virus, and other flaviviruses like Zika and dengue virus. So a positive result doesn't always mean it's West Nile virus, but then having that PCR result to confirm that provides a definitive diagnosis. Thank you, Dr. Pritt, for this overview and ability of our new test to detect both lineages of West Nile virus. Could you describe what clinical action is enabled by the results of this test? Well, West Nile virus infection can be quite challenging. Unfortunately, there's no specific antiviral treatment for West Nile virus. But having a positive result is important because it helps us identify what's going on with the patient so that we know the patient has this infection. And it also helps in excluding other causes of what might be going on with the patient. Excellent. It's so important to understand how our testing and applicable results can help with patient management. Could you explain for us what specimen sources can this testing be performed on? 
That's a great question, Sean. We're now offering this test on multiple sources. Classically, we offered it on just serum or plasma and CSF. We are now offering it though on whole blood, serum, urine, and CSF. So four different sources. Whole blood is actually what we would recommend for most sensitive detection of the virus. Recent studies have really shown that whole blood provides a more sensitive specimen than typical serum or plasma, which is usually used. Now, now, urine offers the advantage of allowing for longer detection. In fact, patients have been positive 10 days or more after symptom onset in urine. So even if you don't manage to test a patient within that first three to five days after symptom onset, there's a chance that by testing urine, you could still get a positive result and get that identification. CSF, cerebral spinal fluid, we use that if there is a suspicion for neuroinvasive disease, detecting the virus's RNA, its nucleus acid in CSF helps make that diagnosis of neuroinvasive disease. And lastly, we do offer serum. It actually would be the lower sensitivity specimen type. We wouldn't recommend this routinely, but if that's the only specimen that's available, for example, if the patient is also having serologic testing for West Nile virus done, we could use that same serum sample and use it for PCR. So we still want it to be flexible, even though that's not our preferred specimen we would recommend. It's nice to learn that improvements to our new assay include the addition of whole blood and urine specimen sources. Now let's discuss which patients should have this testing and when should it be performed? Good question. As I mentioned before, this is really used for patients presenting early in their course of infection within that first three to five days after symptom onset. And of course, those that have a history that's compatible with West Nile virus infection, including exposure to mosquito bites, because that's how people get West Nile virus infection. After the first five days of infection, we know that it has general limited yield and that serology is really preferred. Although you could try at that point to test urine, especially if serologic results are inconclusive. Also, this test could be potentially useless regardless of the serologic result during that first three to five day window, because as I mentioned, that early period, you may not have formed antibodies yet. So having a positive PCR result would be useful. Also, even if antibodies are detectable, as I mentioned earlier, the antibody result isn't always completely specific. It could mean the patient is infected with one of several flaviviruses, and therefore having that PCR confirmation tells you, yes, indeed, this is a flavivirus, and it is specifically West Nile virus. Thank you for that thorough explanation about which patients should have this testing. Can you now explain how does this test improve upon previous testing approaches? We've made a number of improvements with this new test. First, as I mentioned, we've greatly expanded our sources based on the newest data that is available, really showing that whole blood is our most sensitive source and that urine is a good source for detecting viral shedding for a longer period of time. So that's important, having those new sources. But also, I want to mention again that this new test detects both lineages of West Nile virus, whereas our previous test did not, and there aren't a lot of tests out there that are commercially available for both lineages. Now, this is really important in a global society. People travel so easily and could present for testing, and you want to be able to detect the virus. Both lineages can cause potentially serious neuroinvasive disease. You don't want to miss the viral infection because your test isn't completely inclusive. 
It's also a highly sensitive test, probably more sensitive than our previous test. As we're concluding this interview, are there other options on the market? If so, what makes our testing different or unique? Yeah, great question. There are some other commercially available West Nile virus PCR tests that are on the market. I would say that the majority of them do not appear to detect both lineages and also the sources that are available for testing are rather limited. We, by offering testing on whole blood and urine, offer an expanded option of tests. And as I mentioned, having whole blood and urine as sources we will test is quite important for diagnosing disease. Thank you, Dr. Pritt, for taking time to update us on this new Mayo Clinic Laboratories test offering. Thank you, Shad. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.